This is a bit of a different one. I think you don't start off with Adam Sandler as the main network. And we you just lose all our followers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you are now listening to Film Fluence. To get into the game. Kevin, would you like to start? I know I'm putting you a bit on the spot here, but would you like to start? Sure. Yeah, so I'll just... Anybody can answer? Is that how we're doing it? Yeah. Should we do if you if you ask, then me or Cody will answer. And then if we ask, you or Erin answer. All right, that sounds good. Okay. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, the actor who plays Billy Loomis, Skeet Ulrich, was hired because they thought he kind of looked like a better, more attractive actor. Do you know who that the is actor true. was? Johnny Depp. Yeah, that is true. That's it. I even wrote it in my notes. I'm like, is this a fake Johnny Depp? <laughs> yes. Yes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> so proud. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Cody looked got one point. Down <laughs> but can you imagine day. now that he's in Riverdale? I don't know if you See, guys have watched the... Riverdale. I was about to mention, I only know him from Riverdale. <laughs> no, Cody, no. <laughs> okay. This is atrocious to me, absolutely atrocious. Um, okay, Neve Campbell was hired because Wes Craven saw her in one of her early pieces and he liked her look, but he also liked the fact that physically she was able to embody somebody who was kind of emotionally and physically strong. True or false? Oh, God. Uh, what do you think, Aaron? I was uh, stuck trying to remember the stupid TV series she was on. I mean, Party it seems plausible. I thought that they were just hiring her because she had big boobs, but she, she was in that though. party of five. Yes. party. I, I would say true. To, that to sounds right. Well, you got it right. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I think we can all applaud that Jamie Kennedy was dead by uh, Scream 3. He really should have uh, died, at least in the first one, because he is so terrible. But apparently, he was good enough to have his own TV show in United States. I do remember this. Do you know what it was called? Oh, was it punked? No, he wishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cody, are you doing some cheating there? I know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing some cheating. It's I can't lie. Jamie I have to. Kennedy experience. <laughs> that is what oh, it was called. That's a bit old. Right. Yeah, right. it was terrible. Just like he is terrible. Oh my God. He was the worst part of every part of these movies, I think. <laughs> I have very strong opinions. <laughs> so, okay, I have one. And I don't know if you know, you guys will know this one. Um, but there was a particular actress in the first one of these films and she died in the film. <laughs> oh, okay. um, and she was the best friend, Tatum. 
um, yeah. Rose McGowan played her. So is it true or false that Rose McGowan kept her hair colour to be oppositional to uh, Neve Campbell? I thought you were going to ask like a Harvey Weinstein question. No, I mean, he produced the series and I don't like, you know, like the, mm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, especially was, considering what Scream 3 deals with. Exactly. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, um, this is true. Rose McGowan's a brunette. But yeah. is it because it was oppositional? It was, you mean, yeah. Yeah, her she, personal choice? Yeah, she wanted to make a striking difference against Neve Campbell. I was sad when she was killed off. She was my favorite. I can't lie. I don't know why. So Okay. And guys, we are back with two very special guests. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? I'm Aaron. And I'm Kevin. <laughs> and we're the podcast that wouldn't die. <laughs> um, yes. So we're very, very lucky to have them here with us today to talk about something that is their niche, which is very different from ours. Um, but yeah, it's really, really exciting. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about Scream, not just the trilogy, all four movies and the TV series. If anybody knows the TV series, oh, maybe no. I'm the only one. You guys don't know the TV series. Oh my god. Kevin I've never heard of it. I heard of it, I've never seen it. So Same. yeah, I Give couldn't me. bring myself to do it. Um I saw <laughs> it. <laughs> but I couldn't really I couldn't commit. <laughs> <laughs> well we were basically binging the four, first four movies over the last like two days. That's what that's what I've done as well. That's what I've done. <laughs> I, an um, hour ago, I finished uh, number four. In fact, I was I started it last night. I did one of those things where you fall asleep and then you wake up and then, then yes, the killer was yes. coming in. And then I was like, shit, I got to turn it off. And then, of course, as I'm laying in bed, all I see is Ghostface coming at me. I'm like, stop <laughs> watching these movies right before you're falling asleep. You know. Oh my god. And Aaron, you've never that seen any of these before. I've never seen any of them. Have you not? Oh no. my god. <laughs> oh, oh, oh something that we're gonna have we're gonna have to get into this. This is like shocking to me. I thought everybody screamed scream. Um and but, then I yeah, got so... confused with scary movie. I'm like, this isn't very funny. <laughs> there is a reason for that. There is a reason. There is a reason well. for that. <laughs> um but yeah, so before we get into this crazy, chaotic, fun episode, um, I'm basically going to give a hypnosis as quickly as I can. Woman called Sydney. Sydney's mother gets murdered. Um, her boyfriend murdered her mother. He goes crazy. Then he tries to murder her and becomes a serial killer called Ghostface. And he does this alongside his best pal, whose name I have forgotten. Was it Sid? Do Please correct me. Do you... No? Stu. Sid is the girl. Stu. 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 There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, sorry. Bad on my part. Um, and then, okay. So Stu. Okay. Then Sydney ends up killing them. End of first movie. And it basically happens again and again in the rest of the three movies. But there are different killers. And 
there are different slightly different storylines but not really um but yeah and they managed <laughs> to hang on to all like the main stars for the right. whole time yes. that's gotta oh, be like, just well, keeping her husband employed that's all oh, I like yeah what's yes. interesting about this movie i was thinking about is usually it's the killer who keeps coming back and in this, it? it's the victims who keep coming back. keep coming back like they're basically unscathed for like the first three movies and the fourth movie you're like they're gone they're gone that's it but are they gone no no How Sydney doesn't die i have no idea <laughs> well dewey's got kind of a limp right he's got yeah. kind of a little yeah. and what he had like a stroke like in three he was like had a, cr- a chicken wing arm and like a limp leg i was like what the hell's happening and then didn't he, he fully get like he fully gets like almost murdered and we yeah. think he's gone, but somehow he's I still alive. He, di- he gets gutted. I thought he died in the first film and then I was in the Right. No, well, but yes. He gets he got, he got, in more than one movie. Yes. He gets stabbed in the back of the first where you think he's dead. He shows up in the second one with like a the crazy spasm because he got stabbed. <laughs> then he gets stabbed again in the second one, spoiler and alert. Cure, and like blood's coming out of his mouth. <laughs> Well, they they said well, they said because of the scar tissue of the first yeah, injury, yeah. he survived the second injury, which oh, makes no sense. <laughs> I'm not the doctor. Makes no sense. And then I think what was it? The third movie where he where Gail's stuck in the, or maybe it was the second one, where Gail's stuck in the soundproof bit, and that's he's the like, second one. I, oh, it is the second one where yeah, th- like he's literally being torn from limb to limb yes and, no he's still alive blood he's coming alive. out of his mouth i think if you're banging on the soundproof booth which appears to be just like that plexiglass uh right. someone can hear that i, I don't know if it's set up for it like suddenly it's like a cia grade guantanamo bay shit where you're banging on it and now nobody can hear it i mean come it's on it's not a bomb shelter is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um a lot of a lot of strange stuff happens in this. Isn't yeah, that, what would you call it? A, a, a quadrilogy? I don't know. A quadrilogy. A quadrilogy. There we go. Quadrilogy. Oh. But there's a go. fifth there one coming go. out too. So get ready for that no. next year. What? Yes. So they, people, you're not telling me they're are coming. You kidding back. Me? No. They are coming. What else they got no. going on? Of course What's they're all coming Campbell back. What's Dan Campbell doing these days anyway? I'm. I was not. Or David Arquette. Or Courtney Cox. David Arquette. David Arquette and Courtney Cox are divorced now as well. They, they were still married they last are. time. They they met in the first one, and then the yeah. romance kind of blossomed. By the yeah, fourth yeah. one, they were getting a divorce <laughs> while they were filming. Yeah. Maybe this yeah. is now he's remarried with children. <laughs> yeah, and she was engaged, and then she split up, and she's got her daughter with her. Her right. daughter looks a lot like the husband, like um David Arquette, though. Can't lie, That's she bad. does look a lot like him. <laughs> Why is that bad? She's really pretty. She is really pretty. Um, I, I think yeah. the biggest crime in number three is Courtney Cox's hairdo. I don't know what the hell. Oh God, I wrote that down in my notes. <laughs> it was, it was her, her bangs. Oh yeah, her crazy oh, bangs. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I think everyone was trying to go for the Audrey Hepburn bangs. Oh my God. Pretty, didn't really work out. Didn't really work out. Um, no. But before we get into all of that, <laughs> more discussion, we're going to play our first game, Ooh. which is going to be true or false. We're going to do trivia about 
all four Scream movies. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, this is kind of like when Ghostface rings them up beforehand, right? And he's like, <laughs> truth or dare? Oh, my God. Let's play a game. Answer the questions. I just realised that. Ooh, look at that reference. <laughs> In the first movie, it was played by Henry Winkler, who was a popular TV actor from the 70s. Okay. He was, this is very elaborate. <laughs> there are two things here. There are two things he does in this movie. And it's short. He's only on the screen for like five minutes or whatever. Yeah. That are direct callbacks to Good. that show. Okay. First, he's looking in the closet and he gets scared, right? When he thinks like <laughs> there's the, the, the uh, ghost faces in there. There is a brown leather jacket. And then he starts to kind of fix his hair in a special way. What mm-hmm. was the name of the TV show from the 70s Henry Winkler was on? I have no idea. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, It's not like a soap opera, is it? Like, yeah. No, it was a sitcom. It was a sitcom based on the movie American Graffiti. Not exactly based, but kind of that same... It took place in the 50s. Ooh. And he... He looked in the mirror and was about to fix his hair and goes, hey. They have was no my... idea. This is the point of time. They lived in a time before you had to watch just what was ever on the 12 channels. <laughs> the, name, the name of the show, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. It was called Happy Days. And he was and the I think I know about that. He was the Fonz. He wore like a leather jacket. He oh, was Ron Howard was in it. Ron Howard was Richie Cunningham. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, that makes Sorry, sense. Sorry, that was a deep cut. Sense. That was deep cut. That was B-side. <laughs> um, um, oh, this is so obvious. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> Basically. Um, it was originally titled Scary Movie, um, which was later used for a parody <laughs> was supposed to say it's true false, but pretty obvious that it's true <laughs> it was written by kevin williamson who was also the writer and producer of the vampire diaries which is insane to me like how do you go from that to the vampire diaries right like honestly i feel like it makes sense He's the, he does a lot more tv these days um, yeah yeah when he first came out first of all trivia kevin williamson wrote uh the script for scream in palm springs california did he hometown boom um but he at the time he he did uh scream he did like teaching mrs tingle and i know what you did last summer but then he started doing i know right teach you (laughs) with helen mirren by the way uh then he started doing dawson's creek that was his big kind of mm. foray into TV. And I think he's been yeah. doing strictly TV ever since. So here's my question. I believe it's in Scream 3, in the movie, in the movie. Anna pa- Paquin, is that how you say her name? This she is 4, in- by the way. Oh, is that in 4? Okay. Yeah. All right. So she was in a vampire series. What was the name? Who, which one was Anna Paquin? I actually am the she worst. She was one of the actresses who was in the movie in the movie. 
At the very beginning uh, of Scream 4, there's two kind of fakes. Yeah, and Anna Paquin is talking to Kristen Bell <laughs> at the beginning of the movie on the I, couch okay, about okay. how lousy horror movies are. Okay. She was in a in a vampire series. Film. Series. series. Yeah. Why can I anything of TV series? TV series. <laughs> on oh, HBO. God. HBO. Um she wasn't in the vampire diaries. She was uh, not. Uh, the series I was totally obsessed with. Even though I jumped is it the shark. Is it true blood? That's it. Ding, ding, ding. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at you. I know my HBO. <laughs> <laughs> the new Gossip Girl reboot. Um, okay. Let me, let me think of I, one. Cody, do you want to do it? Should I do yeah, it? Yeah, I've got one. Ghostface um, was um, acted by... Oh, my God. Okay. The voice actor of Ghostface was Roger L. Jackson. Um, true or false, they also did the voice of the grandfather in the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Powerpuff Girls. I thought you were going to ask me if, if uh, it was related to Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> His name isn't Roger L. Jackson. I think it's just Roger Jackson. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I don't even remember the grandfather in the Powerpuff Girls. I just remember it was a warning. Could cause I just started thinking about um, the darkness and the Care Bears. <laughs> right, the Care Bear stare. That was that was the first villain I was terrified of. <laughs> I can tell you that much. That was horror to me. That was horror to me. Kevin, do you have a, a, an answer to this Powerpuff uh, question? What is the question again? Who, who are the Powerpuff Girls? It's so, the, go the voice of Ghostface is also the voice for the grandpa in Powerpuff Girls. And what's the grandpa's name? Mojo Jojo. Uh, oh, Mojo Jojo is the monkey dude. <laughs> He's the evil monkey who yeah, terrorizes the, the yeah, Powerpuff sorry, Girls. The, the mad scientist primate. <laughs> That's different than the grandfather. <laughs> Listen, it's been a long day. I could have told you the name of the monkey. <laughs> Cody. I just used to love Okay, well, it's still, the, it's still the same fact. <laughs> it's still the same fact. <laughs> and it is true. I can't remember what Mojo Jojo sounds like. Well, he's a little he's a little purple monkey who has like a turban on for some reason. Or does it oh, is that his brain or something? It holds his brain or I something. Look, I need to see what he looks like. I have to go he's back to smart. the 90s. But is it the same voice? But also voice people can have a thousand voices. That's true. It is the same voice. Oh, it is the same voice. Well, mm -hmm. we were supposed to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I picked true. true. Would you look at that? Would oh, you look at that? Right. Do you know what? I think this is the first time that we might have drawn with anybody because we're so bad at games. Between ourselves, we barely even draw. Yeah. Like, there are no winners with us. There are no, no it's just, we're just in negative points. <laughs> Negative points. Um, <laughs> but um, seeing that we've learned a lot about Scream 
from this chaotic mess. Um, I think we can actually just dive straight in to our right. thoughts about the films. So what was your guys, obviously, first impressions about awful screams? I think there's a quick what? dive from one to four. It starts to drop off quickly. <laughs> no question. No, the first one is great. The first one is great. Um, and then it's, it's a steep fall. I like these movies because they're kind of a snapshot as to who are like kind of the hot young actors of the day. This is the Brat you know Pack I mean? of the 90s. That's what I kept thinking. These, this is the Brat Pack. It was the breakfast club for the 90s. Right. Well, because it is. It's like in the second one, they bring in like Jerry O'Connell and Timothy mm-hmm. Oliphant, Jada Pinkett. And then the, the third one, who, yeah, Jenny McCarthy and po- Parker Posey. Yeah. And uh, the... The fourth one is like Hayden Penetier and Alice Brie. And yeah. So it's, it's very, Emma Roberts. They deliberately go and get those people. And Emma, Emma Roberts, the daughter of Eric Roberts. I'm on record, by the way. I did not know that. Yeah, yes. she's Julia Roberts' niece. Yeah. What? Good times. Emma Roberts is Julia Roberts' niece. You didn't know that? Are you joking me? No. <laughs> oh my God. My mind's actually blown. I've known this since the first time I watched her in Aquamarine. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> wow. Yep. Good times. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't, uh, I hadn't seen it and I sussed out like who it was, but now I don't know if I'm just smart or <laughs> that in like the 40 years since this came out, somebody told me who it yeah. was. See, like somebody must have because I, they they give you go for it. I um I hadn't seen them. I hadn't. I didn't know like what really happened. But I think over the years I'd kind of just seen clips of it, so I knew that he it was him subconsciously. But I didn't get that. Yeah. Like, well, um, they really go out of their way to try to make you think it's everybody could be guilty. They definitely like, do. Jamie Kennedy even says something along the lines of motive is incidental. There's always some bullshit reason to murder somebody in these movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there's that scene where Billy Loomis and Stu are hanging out with um, Jamie Kennedy and Tatum and, and uh, Nev Campbell. And they're kind of jokingly accusing each other. And Stu kind of suspicious, like, well, I didn't kill anybody. And Billy's like, no one said you did. Because you kind of imagine, shut up. We just murdered somebody. Stop being so suspicious. (laughs) No, but you know, it's really funny that, like, Cody already said um, that she knew who it was because of the clips. And I don't think I would have watched Scream if I didn't know (laughs) that (laughs) Skeet Ulrich or, like, Billy Loomis was the killer. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I knew beforehand because I think, 2014 Tumblr girl phase I went through. Uh, <laughs> he oh was all over Tumblr, all over Tumblr, and I was like, "Oh my god, this man is so hot! I have to watch this." Um, no, he was just a psychopath. <laughs> and he's so suspicious the whole time. Yes, he really literally. is. It's so strange. Oh my god, I don't think he's any less in Riverdale either. I don't think. <laughs> character really upgraded <laughs> Aaron are you familiar with Riverdale 
I have heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Don't watch it's it. It's the worst show if, to ever exist. It's I love the it. Archie though. comics were a murder mystery. It's the most bizarre concept. It's like yeah. Archie and Jen. <sighs> Who comes up with this stuff? It was well, fine. And what's his name uh, from 90210? Was it? Luke Perry. Yeah, Luke Perry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good for the first season, and now it's on like season six. I think it's re- renewed for like they got a seven. seven season contract. Yeah, they got a seven season contract, so they're waiting for it to be up. But I don't think it's going to be up ever. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I think they're trapped in it. Cole Sprouse is trapped. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if they get an eight one, an eighth season. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's, it's it's bad. It's only good like to make. I love making fun of it. But then it's also yeah, like, it's an it accidental the lines of like, is it a guilty pleasure or am I actually making fun of it? Like I, I can't tell because it went on a hiatus and I've kind of missed it and that's kind of a red flag. So I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> well, that yeah. was kind this of like me do, with uh, True Blood. It was like really by the third season, it jumped the shark. It was over. Yet I was compelled to just watch yeah. it and be angry anyway, <laughs> all the way to the end. <laughs> I think that's with so many things though, because even the Vampire Diaries, I don't know what it ended on. Like season eight, I just cried like on the last episode. They killed Stefan off for God's sake. You killed the only good character off. Um, it was again Kevin Williamson back back to you know his writing. Um, I think it's that actually really tricks. comedic though. I would say, did you not find like you know? scream whether it be one whether it be four or the fifth one coming right, out right. they were all quite comedic don't you think so mm. yes they, they were absolutely trying funny. they were trying to make it funny i guess i read an article somewhere that said that um skeet ulrich was playing it very serious and Stu and uh randy were always kind of wisecracking and he literally went to west craven is just like what kind of movie is this? <laughs> am I supposed to be all serious and brooding? Or am I supposed to be wisecracking like these two jackasses? What well, am I supposed to do? Serious and broody was so over the top and ridiculous that it, it definitely. was. Definitely. I also think right. that Matthew Lillard, like the, the casting of Matthew Lillard, like how could you expect anything other than something comedic? Because every single role he does, he does with this kind of like, just this hint you know of comedy like even till they yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched Good Girls um but he did it with Christina Hendricks and he plays her husband and he cheats on her but like I just his facial expressions sometimes just make me laugh just because it's so right. it, yeah. you know I can't even like you know cut him off or dissociate him from Shaggy like literally that's right. like Shaggy right. the whole time Shaggy, that's right I, I was only thinking about Scooby-Doo I was like oh my god yeah <laughs> pretty much oh, he's hilarious he's hilarious he there's a is. scene there's a scene where Nev Campbell's like he's like are you really gonna call the police and she's like yes he's like my mom's gonna be so bad at me <laughs> yeah I just think you know even the references to other scary films like just the subtext of that is so funny in itself because it's like they want to throw you on you you know what's going to happen but you're still watching anyways and that is every single time right they've got they've got stab going on as well right 
within right. the film so they're filmed within the film they're basically making fun of us and poking like you know at us that you guys are idiots for watching this because you know what's happening mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how it's gonna end but you're yeah. still sitting here it's like self-aware and then there, I noticed mm-hmm. there was like a Freddy Krueger, like somebody was wearing a Freddy Krueger sweater, or there was a Krueger reference in every single one. So just throwing it out. And by the end, they're just throwing it out in buckets full. They're just like, hey, in case you missed it, here's 12 other references. <laughs> oh my God. No. And I think, you know, but in like a weird way, I think Randy's character was really perfect for that especially within the first two films because he's a film major as well in the second one um but it's just this kind of thing that he's not over the top like he's not forcing you or shoving it in your face he's just like you guys should know um and I think on that part the acting I think on a comedic part the acting was quite good but if you're talking about the broody kind of like ski Ulrich type what beat that's going on um right. and the Neve Campbell <laughs> kind of idea yeah. that's going on as well like I just there were some points where I'm like I don't know if I'm annoyed by her <laughs> or what yeah. I feel no. so terrible that's my experience I'm like dude you are driving me fucking crazy <laughs> Oh my god. Something about you didn't it. like his Jerry Lewis impression? Oh god. No. I just <laughs> there was too much going on. But I did like the fact that, you know, I mean, some people might not like this, but I think maybe just me personally. Um, and you see it in a lot of like French art films as well, where they use consistent casting between one film to the next film. So the fact that they had Sarah Michelle Geller in the second one, just for a brief appearance, mm. and then she's in I yeah. Know What You Did Last Summer, you know, with Freddie Prince Jr. And then, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. worked with Matthew Lillard in Scooby Doo. So it's like full circle. And yeah. I love that. This is like I, pop culture references all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, Sarah Michelle Geller's in that too. Of course, she's Buffy. Also. Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. Uh, yes, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, so there's a lot going on during this period with like comedy, horror, fantasy. You know, because Charm came out around this time as well, and Rose McGowan was in Charm right. as well, wasn't she? For so long. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, they've, they've come out with they've come out with a reboot of it, but this is this is completely separate topic we're talking about. But I'm just not a fan of all these reboots, like the no. Scream reboot you're talking about as well. Why why do you need a fifth one? This is like they didn't stab um, seven. Why do we stab need seven. any more Marvel and DC? Yes, basically, basically. <laughs> and I also did like the fact, you know, back to my casting point that like Drew Barrymore, like. You know, she was in the first one, and I'm like, oh, okay, she's here. And I think they talked about E.T. in one of the films as well. And I'm like, she was in that film. I she love that film. Like, all the links, like, so do I. Love I. And I think, well, I th- out of. No, sorry, what were you saying? No, 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 go on. Well, what's interesting about Scream is that Drew Barrymore was in all the posters and everything. People thought it was a Drew Barrymore movie. And I was oh, like, I hope you didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So it was a big surprise when suddenly she's killed five minutes into the movie. 
Well, like in Psycho, because in Psycho, yes. the, the main star is killed in, in the same kind of a way in the first couple of minutes. So everybody's like, what? <laughs> right. No, I think, you know, and I think also um, considering, you know, the childhood and the adolescent that she had like it wasn't a very nice experience um right. for her to come back so strong yeah. i would say despite her only being on camera for five minutes she had the best performance out of every single person within the film until date you know Dynamite. she still has a strong career running um, absolutely so and she's yeah super, i really like super likable and mm-hmm. never heard yeah. anyone say uh yeah Barrymore. yeah i can't stand her no yeah. one says that no one <laughs> no no <laughs> Um, but you know, I think even we're talking about casting as well. Do you guys think that somebody else would have been better to play Sydney? Well, I mean, Nev Campbell's fine, and she was definitely the person for the time. She was right. super popular. Uh, Party of Five. Party of Five, which I never watched, so don't ask me. I tried to start watching that. it a while ago, and I couldn't get through it. And then they made a reboot of it, and I'm like, no. Always, always <laughs> a reboot. So you know, you have to have the big it star. I understand that. I mean, she was fine. You know, mm-hmm. she she. I can see why you find her annoying, though. Yeah. No question. I kind of angsty. I thought she was okay. I thought she was fine, but. I did find there was some like, I don't know what it is I don't know if it's like little expressions or something I was just a bit like oh. uh, I think it's the little expressions yeah. kind of- <laughs> yeah. there's definitely more annoying characters out there you know like for sure Ginny from Ginny and Georgia <laughs> if you guys have watched that like different I get started because I like um, talking honestly but you know like Molly Ringwald was offered this part as well, but I think it would have been oh. the exact same thing because I, I... We hated Molly Ringwald growing up. We flew to Maui one time and she was on the same flight, like in first class, back back when there was just a little curtain. So my sister kept trying to go up to talk to her and had a stern warning from the flight attendants because oh my, my sister kept calling her Molly Ringworm because we hate <sighs> Molly Ringwald. Maybe well, she, she would have been like 40 in this movie. Yeah, she would have been she 40. She was 27. So she was 27 when she was offered the role. She turned it oh. down because she didn't want to play a high schooler. But what but else yeah. was she doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no idea. Was so busy. I could not tell you. It was filled. No, I could not tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, she's in Riverdale in as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's in Riverdale as well. There you go. There, that's what oh, she's doing God. now. I'll roll <laughs> back to Riverdale. Apparently, I need to be watching Riverdale because that's where <laughs> everyone goes for the right, so uh, All the teen stars from the 80s and 90s show up there. Yep. <laughs> she's Archie's mum. Is Shannon so... Doherty in it? No, no. <laughs> uh, from last I heard, she was still suffering from cancer. So, oh, you know, yeah. uh, oh, I hope no. she is feeling better. That's true. Um, well, at least yeah. we have Tori Spelling in the later screen moves. Yes. You know what's hilarious? It's, and they kept. What, what were you going to say? Well, obviously, uh, Nev Campbell makes the joke, well, Tori Spelling would probably be in the sequel. But Luke yeah. Wilson played Skeet Ulrich in, in the Stab movie. Kind of unrecognizable Luke Wilson. 
Oh, I and you know what else is really funny that they kept making also references to Friends, right? With Jennifer Aniston and oh. David Schwimmer, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, we've got this going on as well. Um, but I do think Courtney Cox. I really liked Gail's character. So I think I. she was fierce. She was really fierce. And um, if anyone was going to deserve to survive, it was probably her. Like she did her job. Yeah, her right? character like, didn't bother me at all. She was perfectly fine. Yeah. Less annoying than Nev Campbell, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I quite liked Courtney Cox in it, to be fair. Um, I was kind of expecting to just, not, I don't know, I do like Courtney Cox, but I was kind of expecting to just be like, oh, like she's a side character, she's just there. But I actually really liked her. Her and, her yeah. and um, the best friend, they were like my favourites. Rose McGowan yeah. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. She was channeling she was. Uh, the chick from the Suicide Squad with her crazy outfit. Oh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. Yes, she was totally doing yeah. like the Harley Quinn look. Well, before Harley Quinn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you know, casting wasn't awful. But it obviously did progressively get worse. Yeah, I yeah. Say for the first yeah. one, I, I've got no complaints. It was good. Yeah, I first- mean, first one made sense I think it made a lot of sense but I think you get to the second one and they killed Randy off and they killed Randy off I like was like no why did they do that why well I appreciate um, you recorded a, a videotape three years yes. prior yes. case I'm killed play this video good lord convenient <laughs> the third one see I don't know. I feel like the plot line of the third one, it was very similar to the first season of the MTV show that they did for this. Okay. Because um, it was about the half-siblings being the killers. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> I feel like it Wait, made MTV sense. did these series? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, and I used to watch this religiously because there was um, two characters in it who I really liked. And one of the characters shared a birthday with me. So I was like, yes, because I had a crush on him as well, which is lovely. (laughs) 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 Um, But so, but he gets killed off. So sad, sad ending for him. Um, But yes, I think the casting, I think you're right. For the first one was quite good. It made sense, especially because of who was popular at the time and things like that. Um, I think the second one was obviously kind of... I did like the fact that this was the point because I know there were obviously a lot of turnings happening as well within Hollywood. Um, And, you know, with the... I think it was the Rodney King case. I might be wrong. Um, But, you know, people started including African-Americans within this culture like and then kill them off in five minutes that was something that really irritated me though that like like anytime it comes to exactly she could have been the nev campbell you know what i mean she would have been perfect they could have done like a whole we're at an african-american college Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. now how are we going to work this all and i really thought that's where they're going until they yeah the two African-American characters. No, I, that kind of really irritated me because I feel like it's a consistent theme even till date in horror where mm-hmm. oh, um, no the coloured cast members get killed off first, which doesn't really make sense. Because, or they're I mean, just in the background and nobody cares. Like So they're like, yeah, oh, we like, have one other African-American yeah, character who, who contributes Even in nothing. Scream 3, they yeah. killed off the only African-American character. And it was like, yeah. okay, what's... 
why. Um, well, it's I mean, if you go back to Scream One, there was nobody of color in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. It's like where are they filming yeah. this? Iceland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that you know, life obviously doesn't look like that like there are colored people right. everywhere of um, course so it, it was just very questionable um and as you said you know jada pinkett smith again she was quite big during this time yeah. so yeah. was will smith you know so it made no sense why you would get rid of a character like that to keep sydney alive <laughs> like oh. why does sydney need to keep being alive that's right jada <laughs> Jada could have uh, stepped in after they've killed uh, Sydney's character off, and now mm-hmm. it haunts her. See, I mean, because Jada was great, she was feisty, she was funny, and then uh-huh. Yeah, um, and I think you know, if we talk about the third film, for me, the plot kind of worked slightly better. I don't know why. I think because it was it made logical sense to me. Um, the first one was what? slightly. Let me Strange ask you in the this. sense that he was a mama's boy. Yeah, go on. <laughs> well, in, in the in the third movie, so what? Sydney's mom had a had a suction out. How does that happen? You give birth like secretly, <laughs> even you don't know you have a child. Good grief! Wow. That, that was weird. And, and I mean, which it was, one it was strange. had Timothy Oliphant and and Jerry O'Connell? Which one was that? Was that that was two? my god it's a wonder that timothy oliphant is the actor he is today because he was so terrible <laughs> and jerry Maguire's death scene was ridiculous it was like <laughs> oh my god no um i think for jerry o'connell for jerry I, I keep wanting to call him jerry Maguire. jerry o'connell <laughs> well he wasn't no, jerry Maguire. too Oh, I did a whole paper on Jerry Maguire. I could talk about that film for ages. Um, but yeah, no, I think Scream 2 for me was just so like out of the blue. Like I understand, you know, the mother wanting to get revenge, but like oh, seriously, just, just shut it's, up. It's, it's, it's Friday the 13th when, when you realize Jason's not the killer until number two. Jason's mother's the killer in number one. So that's what, what they were doing, I think. Oh, I don't know. I felt like I was more scared by Bates Motel than I was this. Like I love Bates Motel. Oh, I'm talking about the series, though. That's what I, I mean. I, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I know most people talk about the movie. No, no, no. Because the series, I love Vera Farmiga so much. Oh, my and obviously, God. she's, she's a staple icon in horror. And she's um, in all the Conjuring movies. She's amazing. Yes. Yes, um, she's a brilliant actor, and so is her sister Thaisa. You know, in American Horror Story, she played Violet. She played uh, oh Zoe in season three in Coven. And you know, I would love to see more of her in AHS. And she and Evan had this chemistry. This chemistry. Her that... daughter? No, 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 no. The sisters. Are you serious? Good yeah, they've got a twenty-year age that. gap. They've got a twenty-year age gap. Oh wow! Um, yeah. <laughs> um i think just that there was a lot going on between one film to the next film within these i think the fourth film really threw me off because you know i think there was an 11 year age like age age no 11 year difference you know because you stopped in 2000 the trilogy's done you think okay that's it they're not going to come back but suddenly they come back in 2011 and courtney cox is now filled with botox in her face oh poor courtney 
Her face I, is like, frozen, love, but her hair was magnificent. <laughs> I love her, right? And I think she spoke about this recently as well, that she had to get all her filler dissolved because she ruined her face with it. Um, right. And I, I just, you know, but I missed that passion that she had. And then there was something missing, you know? And then the fact Absolutely. that Emma Roberts, the only motive that she had behind killing her own mother was the fact that she wouldn't be famous. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. What it, was going it was on weak. there? It was weak. <laughs> it was and, super weak. And I love Emma Roberts. I am like any other person in my mm-hmm. generation who has watched her and basically everything growing right. up. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I feel like this was very much a nepotism role. <laughs> this was right. very yeah. much one of those roles that's like, did she really need to have this role? Probably not, no. <laughs> And it was a, a lot of really these kind of long lost relatives. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. from what we knew all of this time as well, Sydney didn't have any family right in Woodsboro. It was just literally her mm-hmm. dad and her because they killed her mum off. Not once did they mention an aunt. Not no. once. Never. And suddenly she comes back and she's got this aunt who's willing to like house <laughs> her, even though she probably still has a home in Woodsboro, by the way. Like, why did she not go home? That was my question throughout the film. Why was she not at her house? Well, her dad was still alive, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her dad's that's still what... alive. Why, why aren't you staying with your dad? Because she's protecting Jill. But how are you going to protect Jill by staying with her? Does that make any sense, Sydney? How about any protecting sense? her by not going back there? Because every time you go back there, everyone around you gets killed. <laughs> That's you know like a, a me problem, <laughs> frankly. It's because it's, it's it's literally like everybody she's pissed off somebody else enough to kill them. And how many books is she gonna write about this experience? She's oh my god, literally from Gail to Sydney. Like you should be in therapy, not writing books. Like, please go, go to therapy. You have you've got PTSD from everything you've been through. Um, she she definitely needs help with that um but yeah we've clearly got a lot of thoughts on that (laughs) (laughs) um um, from it being a mess just just pure mess to it being somewhat enjoyable because it's so bad Mm -hmm. um it does egg on the question that like are all horror movies the same like, does this happen all the time? Because, you know, this is making fun of the horror movies, right. the horror genre, but then it keeps doing it over and over and over again. So is it just a commentary about horror as a genre? Or... I think it's making co- commentary. Um, I think what they're really focusing on is yeah, the I think so. movies, the slasher movies. Mm-hmm. See, Versus there's other... I like haunted houses and I like ghosts and things like that. This is really slasher movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, I think there's a lot to dissect in terms of horror movies. So I think we can go into our game. Yes. And then we can talk about this in a big discussion yeah, because obviously. It's left before this comes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously, you guys are horror fans and we're not so much. So it would be. A good way. So <laughs> we're gonna get into our game now um, and our game is basically us 
doing like we're going to stereotype our our co-hosts um into a character archetype within horror films because obviously they're very prevalent um and there is a consistent theme in every single horror film at least we, me and Cody think so. I think mm-hmm. Erin and Kevin could probably debate that better, um, which is obviously what we're going to get into after. So our guests of honour are going to have the first chance to speak. So Erin and Kevin, between yourselves, you can decide whoever wants All to right. go first. So, and you guys can just archetype each other. You ready for me? You ready to go? Go mm-hmm. for it. All right, so Kevin is like the... Now, don't be offended. He's the... the <laughs> The Jamie Kennedy character. The wacky, the funny guy who doesn't get the girl. And who you're rooting for, but in the end always gets killed. Okay. I'm married, by the way. So I got the girl at least once. I have to fit you into a slot. I appreciate that. No, I I would I would probably I would probably pick Randy. For myself as well i'm sad to say um Aaron, I, I definitely think you're the the Tim, timothy oliphant character. You. <laughs> 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 little, little wacky little intense frightening the killer who's to say Clearly suspicious behavior, but you're not so sure. That's true. Um, Okay, I'm going to do Cody. Cody, I don't know, you're a hard one because you're literally either one of two ways. You could be the Sydney. You could Mm -hmm. be the Sydney where you're like straight up so innocent that you're like I'm I'm gonna win I'm gonna win against you you know um but at the same time you're also the naive character who's like <laughs> oh, no yeah. just no um <laughs> I know what I'm doing I can deal with this mm. um yeah and then you end up getting killed it, it, it's I see always it one of two latter. ways <laughs> like I see it being like I overestimate myself and well to be fair normally I underestimate myself and then like anyway but I feel like in this situation I think I would believe that I was more clued up than I really am so then I would end up and then you accidentally end up stepping into it (laughs) yeah that sounds like you that sounds like you (laughs) for you Mm. I would place you hmm I I feel like Tatum from Scream is sort of the vibes I get because I feel like you would be brave enough to sort of like it's not like Sydney's innocence it doesn't Mm -hmm. it's not the same um I feel like you would have resources and you would be able to put up a little bit of a fight but I don't think you'd make (laughs) it to the end I don't think so either. <laughs> oh my god, I once had someone tell me that if I was in that position, that I'm so lazy, I would sit there rather than run. <laughs> and I, I was just thinking about that. I mean, running from Ghostface is fast as hell. Yeah. I think I would have probably run up the stairs and then have to just go mm-hmm. ahead and lay down because yeah, I just like, like, Ghostface is Why stress yourself man? out when you're going to get exactly. killed anyway? The <laughs> ending will like, be the same. always always and it's always the fact that you know there's two of them not one two so no matter where you turn 
there'll be another always one there. Yeah, exactly. It, it's I don't like know how big movies, so cool. you might as well just lay down. The end is inevitable. Yeah. I don't know how they're so coordinated though. Like even back in the day, you know, they were they were pretty coordinated. Like we're not coordinated. We run podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say. Um, but yeah, so you know, each horror film has those archetypes, and for that reason, I am gonna argue that I think all horror movies are the same. Um, something scary happens. Oh no! Ah, so scary, <laughs> and then I can't sleep at night. That's <laughs> The end. <laughs> the end. Well, if you boil it down to those two elements, mm-hmm. then I would say you're a hundred percent correct. <laughs> Something happens, and I can't sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. That's much. just me, like in general. <laughs> no, whether it be a film like mm. Scream or whether it be a film like Ouija, right, or even The Conjuring, or even mm-hmm. Orphan take any of those films okay right they're all pretty much similar but different that's the the same film in different fonts that's what I would call it Mm -hmm. um and so you're watching these things and you're like I I probably know how this is gonna turn out not very good because when does horror ever turn out very good which was what was uh, surprising about Scream right because it was always a happy ending but like yeah, I was I was very much expecting Sydney to just die at one point and it'd be over. The end. But it was always a there was something was always saving her. Um yep. right. and that was always surprising to me because I always just figured that it was just gonna be a bloodbath and it was just gonna be a mess. But that was one I thing don't know that if you just surprised me. Just know it's me looking up the stairs because I'm still terrified <laughs> that someone's gonna jump out of nowhere. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Do you guys agree that all horror films are the same? I think all see. I don't like slasher films. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I always like the first one, but once they establish the character is immortal, then I lose all interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you need to have some kind of uh, an idea that there. If you just do the right thing you can, you know, kill the monster or save the day or live to see another day. So I immediately just lose interest once, you know, he, you chop off his head, but then he disappears. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, uh, same with like Return of the Living Dead, where you can't even kill those zombies, that kind of stuff. I'm always like, Meh. What's the point? So, I mean, if you boil it down to the different kinds of horror movies. There's the slashers. And I'm not even going to talk about the torture porn stuff because I hate that <laughs> and I refuse to watch it. But uh, there's haunted houses. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I like those. I don't know why because I live in an old house. So I should really be opposed to that. And it's one of those raised elevations. So there's a crawl space underneath. My house. Oh, God. So we just watch like the last conjuring where stuff takes place under the house, under the master bedroom. I would move out straight away. I would be like, I can't do this. I I I would say all slasher movies are the same. And that's where all those crazy rules apply. Um, What throws me off are like, like some of the Japanese horror films. Like oh my god the, like the ring and dark water and the grudge the grudge i don't know if you've watched um 
this Spanish film. It's like meant to be one of the like scariest films ever. And it was made in like 1974. It's called La Capeta de I can't remember the, the whole thing, but it's there's something about a spider and a head. And I, <laughs> I was like, because I was like, like that's the head. Something the head of yeah. what? It already sounds horrible. <laughs> no, and I've watched Spanish horror films, and they are so much scarier than mainstream American horror films. Like, I don't know why, right? Like, I don't know if you guys see that as a trend, that foreign horror films are scarier than the mainstream films, but I don't know if that's because mainstream purposefully tries to replicate every every single film that's already been made because it's a business um and it doesn't take film as much as an art that it is um i don't know what are your feelings about the japanese i think really took off because they have a whole different relationship with spirits and ghosts and things like Mm -hmm. that so it was it's a, a total surprise if you're used to just the american we have this kind we have this kind and mm-hmm. we have this kind and we just mm-hmm. flip the people around so mm-hmm. anything where you're bringing in like a new style or uh, a different cultures uh bad dreams that's fascinating because mm-hmm. you want to be surprised you just right. don't want to see the same old shit over and yeah. over i mean how many times how many different ways are you going to kill someone I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that's what everyone seems to be trying to outdo themselves. You're running, you've used all the kitchen, you used everything from the shed in the backyard. You've run them over 50 ways, the planes exploded, what's left? Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to come mm-hmm. up with something else because it's just boring. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is the weird thing that I'm not, again the biggest fan of horror and I wouldn't say that films like Get Out are horror like I wasn't scared by Get Out no Um, I wasn't scared by it but I liked it yeah I liked it and but I find the ones that are social commentaries always work better Mm -hmm. um they make a lot more sense because I feel like I know horror is meant to be kind of like adding another dimension right and that's kind of like the element of surprise um that it's something beyond reality right at the same time i feel like when you can fuel horror with logic it makes it so much more impactful um and that's why films like get out work so well in the box office also because obviously you know it was such a big social commentary at the time and jordan peele did such a great job with lighting and whatnot um right but i think overall it just slasher films i think you're right um just it's the same thing over and over again but i also feel like if i'm watching a vera farmiga film or a vera farmiga tv show i i know what's coming doesn't mean i'm not scared right doesn't mean i'm not scared but i already know what's coming and i just don't know if that's what you always want with horror because i think horror is a lot for like people who are adrenaline junkies and they go and watch it for that thrill and how are you going to get that that thrill if the same thing is coming on screen on repeat right I mean I want to be surprised I I want the twist you know like the sixth sense I did not get that he was dead even while they were showing he was dead I was like what spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't seen the sixth sense yet I've got no pity for you Look, I have to, I have to to defend slasher movies to a certain degree. Look, 
I, well, I, I love the Friday the 13th franchise for the most part. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And I feel like you're right. There are certain beats that they all seem to follow. But you know what the destination is more about how enjoyable the journey is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And mm-hmm. at that point, you know, Jason is the the protagonist for all intents and purposes. Kind of rooting for him to do his thing. Um, you're rooting you're for right. Jason? No social, <laughs> I, you, at some point, you start rooting for Jason. Where they start <laughs> making the, the victims more annoying as the films progress. You're kind of like, would you just kill him, Jason? Um, you know, not all films have social commentary, but I think that, yeah. you know, I think you need to have your get outs in the world. I think that that's a, a richer experience. I also like my junk food. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that, that's true. That is true. That is true. Um, I mean, I get no, because... what you're saying about the journey. The journeys, it's true. The journey is important. But if your destination is like the, the city dump, and now you gotta sit there for a week. Maybe the journey is not as important as the destination. <laughs> the city dump. How dare you? That's so funny. I feel like um, also with a lot of horror films now, like especially like the slasher ones, now that there's been like a rise in like parody ones, I think it's also right. made them harder to enjoy because they do follow the same sort of premise and I, I think it, yeah I, I yeah. do think it is as well just down to my personal preference because similarly to Kiati I just prefer when they do have like a social commentary or like because I mean I enjoyed Scream but it's not mm-hmm. my typical sort I just I can't and there was one similar I watched to it that was one on Netflix it was more like it was a special one it was Spree um I don't know if anyone's seen it but it was a bit naff. Um, I can't lie. Um, I don't know. I just I don't find them that enjoyable because I think they lack something, and I just know what's happening the whole time. And right. I feel like sometimes as well, there's nothing for me to like be working out. Like there's nothing for me to right. be calculating. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a killer, and so I'm a bit like, ah. Oh. Just trying to stay alive. Do you know what? Yeah. I still think that slasher films are slightly more bearable just because you can make, you can take the mick out of it, right? You can Mm -hmm. make a joke and you can laugh at it and be like, oh my God. And usually because horror acting is so bad, like a majority of the time, you can be like, that was funny. Um, But when you're watching a film like The Conjuring or, you know, again, I'm going to say The Orphan because that was like, one of my first experiences with horror <laughs> I was scared I was terrified of that 12 year old looking girl who was actually a 33 year old Russian woman trying to kill the woman who adopted her to sleep you know, with that's the husband based, isn't that based on a real story yes it is it is based on a real story as well I think that's what scares me even more when they're based on real stories like yeah. right. the first two conjuring based on real stories like it, it drives me and I don't know how Vera Farmiga works I don't know like she knows all of these stories are true and she's like I'm gonna go do it like how do you sleep at night how are you okay in your house like not not right. scared you know but and this is just obviously like this we're talking about horror films all being the same and this is probably hypocritical of me that oh yeah all horror films are the same but like literally <laughs> 
Aren't all rom-com films the same as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my favourite genre. That is my favourite genre. I don't like him. Oh, but he's a good guy. Uh, and the guy I like is a jerk. Uh, the end. <laughs> You're describing my life story at this point. My literal life story. That's why they're so popular, because it's everybody's life story. <laughs> and I think we over-romanticise our own lives as well. So just oh, yeah. to make that little thing. Of course. Oh. But I think, no I think the feels the way we feel <laughs> <laughs> exactly but i also think i think the difference is that you know those are going to have a good ending um and so there's always that kind of thing that and it's predict it's so predictable that there is no element of surprise whereas when you're mm-hmm. sitting in a horror film whether it be a slasher or a ghost film you're like who did it who and even though you kind of have an inkling inside of who did it you're still waiting to find out and confirm your thoughts and be like, oh, okay. It's always underwhelming to me. I don't know why, because, mm-hmm. like, I, to be fair, I don't watch that many, so maybe I just have poor taste. I'm not sure. Um, to be <laughs> fair, I did watch Killer Sofa, so I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. What I was Killer Sofa! <laughs> Have you seen that, Kevin? <laughs> no, we need to, though. No, I and I just feel like every time I maybe I think it's just not my genre and that's why I don't really get the same like I don't know I, the endings and stuff I'm just like I scream ended and I was like okay <laughs> I don't know like I'm just so like all right I know it's you know what, Cody. Like... I want to be able to be figuring something out. Otherwise, yeah. it's like a big long car chase. A slasher exactly. film is no different than a car chase. You're, you're mm-hmm. just killing time. You're just being dragged there's along. There's no character development. There's yeah. no real dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, they kind of set up these scream movies like it's Agatha Christie or something. Like you're trying to solve the mystery. Right. Yeah, but by yeah. The fourth one, by the fourth one, there's no way you could have predicted who the killers mm-hmm. were. There was no editor to suggest it. It was just that kind of like true. they're pulling names out of a hat. Okay, I guess you're the killer. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what happens in Riverdale, though. I am not oh. even kidding you. Riverdale is literally that the screenwriters literally I think they made one season within half an hour just by sitting in the room and just yeah, I think baffling throw, on. I think a season they just changed it in half an hour they're like okay yeah they were like okay oh. this is our end of season and it went from being pretty normal to then being paranormal like oh. Just well, that's like there. true what blood. Suddenly, the whole town was either a werewolf or a fairy, or a that's what happened with the vampire diaries as well. The vampire diaries. Kevin Williamson, right? This is this is really confusing for me because I love the Vampire Diaries. I feel like I could rewatch it, but as like a guilty pleasure show because my favorite show is Gossip Girl. Again, a guilty pleasure show. Like it's right. it's not something that's objectively good. It's it's objectively mm-hmm. bad. Okay. If anything, um, right. but you know, you sit there and you're like, okay, I am invested. And so when Kevin Williamson starts off with a strong plot, and then you get to the last season and everything is ruined, you're like, why, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it right. blood. I was like, Anna Paquin, you bet you ruined this. You ruined this whole show. You killed Vampire, uh, what's his name? Vampire Bill's dead and you didn't even care? Uh, the hell with all of you. <laughs> now, Lost, Lost was the worst. If you ever watched Lost, it was all predicated upon these mysteries about the island. And then at the end, they're like, oh, uh, forget about the mysteries. It was really about the relationships of the people you met along the way. <laughs> what? 
That's not why I've been watching. What a horror film has to either be bad enough that it's funny. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily excited about horror comedies because Mm -hmm. they're never really scary and they're never really that funny. So it either has to be so budgety that it's funny by accident. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It has to be scary is the other one. You know, it Mm -hmm. has to be like, ooh. It cannot make me want to throw up. And and hopefully not scary enough that uh, uh, weeks later, I'm still having bad dreams. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you know, back to our conversations, even like before we started recording, that it's it's never actually the film, right? It's always the afterthoughts about how it could happen. Like you, you twist and turn it in your own brain that oh my god, like that could be happening right now. The films convince you that it, it's possible. Yeah, hundred percent. And and usually the better horror films are not that graphic because you don't need to do. Mm-hmm. It. If it's happening off screen, your mind is much it's already there. Than anything yeah. they can come up with really. Yeah, so the I mood. Mean, if Eli Roth's name is attached to it, Aaron's probably taking a pass. No hostel. I'm going to stay in a hostel in two days. And now all I'm thinking about is Eli Roth movie Hostel, which I've never seen all the way through. It. Don't I do it. Halfway. I was like, right. oh, man. But no, I think we've had a good discussion about mm-hmm. all of this. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I've really enjoyed it. And so I think mm-hmm. we should now head into ranking the screen movies. Okay. So who would like to go first? Oh, I'll, like go, I'll first? go first. And, and, go on, Erin. Uh, go on. I'm, I'm going with a, a five point rate. This is going to be very simple. It's going to be mm-hmm. very simple. Uh, I'm going to give Scream one a four, and then it goes three, two, one. (laughs) Those are my ranking out of of five. The first one I thought was solid. And and really, Mm -hmm. it's it's important because this is the movie that established that there are all these rules and discussed it, and it had been copied by like a thousand other movies. Right. So so maybe Mm -hmm. I should give it a 4.5. I'll I'll give it a little half a point bump. I agree. Okay. I agree. Nice. I think Scream's obviously the best. And the first one's mm-hmm. obviously the best. I mean, I, yeah, you guys don't 100%. remember, but when this movie came out, at first it didn't do very well. And then word of mouth kind of buoyed it. So then it became a full blown like phenomenon. Yeah, um, see, because so I've always known it as like a classic kind of horror film. It was one Same. of like the first ones that I was kind of invested in as well. The fact that I watched all of them. Um, but yeah, it makes sense. Because the genre well, kind of re- died, and this brought it, died. it back. That's mm-hmm. right. For, oh, okay. for good or ill, this brought it back from the depths. Um, after that, they are all kind of lousy, frankly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, second one's okay. Third one kind of sucks, and the fourth one is, is almost unwatchable. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Robert, if you're listening. <laughs> yes, Emma Roberts is definitely tuning in. Yeah, she we love you, Emma. We love yeah. you. I would recommend the first two, with one definitely being really good. Yeah, absolutely. Cody, do you want to go ahead on yours? Yeah, I feel like I was just going to echo what they were saying, really, because I mean, I can't really 
I can't really disagree. The first one was very good. Well, not, I mean, very good. Yeah, I would say it was very good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know. See, the thing is, sometimes I watch a film and it it's just, everything's just good to me. Like, I don't really know why, but I'll just be like, yeah. I we're found we're I found, really bad. Like, I we found like a way bad to films. enjoy it, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I would we say. We like bad films. I would probably give it a very similar rating to um, Erin's ratings. Um, just one. I might be the having... only one who's different. Really? You're going to do the third yeah. player, aren't you? Yeah. See, okay. My ranking system goes the first one, obviously. Um, then the third one. Oh, wow. Because the second the second one was shambles. Like, I... Well, <laughs> the, the, the choice of the killers was so random. I'm like, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. There was really no. No. <laughs> and no Billy Loomis's thinking. mother just. Billy Loomis's mother really annoyed me. Like, really, really annoyed. Just her she, eyes constantly being like. Oh, she is yes, annoying. Kevin, that's Jackie yes. from Roseanne, you know. From Roseanne. I love how she said that she met Timothy Oliphant's Psycho website. Was that a thing? Yeah. That, I, Psychos are like, us. Psychos sorry. Are yeah. <laughs> There we go on the dark web back then. So that one was low. I would probably put that the I last. Agree. I would put four at number three. Mm-hmm. And then two is just the bottom of the bottom. Like mm. not a fan. Don't like it. Don't um, need to see it again. But you know what? If there is a fifth one coming out, which you know Kevin said there is, so I'm, I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> When's it Early coming out, year. Kevin? Early next year. Oh, I'm watching wait. it. I'm watching it. And then they're we bringing can back. They're bringing them back. Yeah, we can reconvene and talk about Scream Five together. Mm-hmm. There we go. Perfect. We confirmed you guys. Kevin? He recorded another video to talk about what happens when it's like been 20 years since the first movie and you're going for another cash grab. Oh, oh my God. But yeah, so I think we're going to wrap up there. And we would just like to say thank you to the both of you so, so, so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. We've had a blast with you guys. Yeah. This um, has been great. Thank you, thank you for having yeah. fun. And hopefully we should be on your podcast soon, whenever you guys want. Um, and, you Absolutely. know, that'll be a fun little reconvenience, a little gathering again. Um, and we're going to put all of your information in the description, wherever it is. I always do this. I always point below or above. But <laughs> no one can see. <laughs> um but no one can see but yeah and you guys should definitely go check them out they're so funny they're so fun we had a blast recording with them mm-hmm. and we can't wait to meet with them again because now you guys are definitely coming back i'm holding <laughs> you to it um, good. <laughs> no i i loved it and so yeah that's pretty much the end of this episode if you guys have anything to say take the stage uh, we're the podcast that wouldn't die. Follow us on, uh, we're on, where are we? We're on Instagram. Twitter. Now. We're on the Twitter. Facebook. We're on Facebook. <laughs> we're not on TikTok. We're not on Snapchat. Uh, and we're on where your better podcasts are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all of the information will be somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it will be down <laughs> in, in the description. description. <laughs> It'll be in the description. Um, but yeah, that's it. And we can't wait to see you guys again. Uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. So thank you all for tuning in and listening. And we hope you really, really enjoyed and got some more insight and stuff like that. Um, but that's it for today. So if we can all say bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>